Recorded live. And good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gridiron Talk. Coming at you live from NGSC Sports. Check us out on our website at ngscsports.com, as well as our Facebook page and Twitter handle. Your co-host Simon, and my co-host TJ on the line. Say hello. Oh, man, I'm watching the Bulls get owned by LeBron and the Cavs right now, down 20 with nine minutes and 11 seconds left in the fourth quarter, and it's a do or die for the Bulls tonight. Looks like it's season's going to come to an end tonight again by LeBron. LeBron's a beast. I swear, Bulls, I was. I think now if LeBron and the Cavs hold on tonight, which they probably, I'm not going to blow a 20-point lead, I don't believe, with nine minutes left, but I think LeBron will be something like, Six or seven and zero against the uh, Bulls lifetime. No matter what team he played for, Cleveland or Miami, he just owns the Bulls. I mean, he's like every year right. like, they get eliminated by him, and it's just oh, it's frustrating now. But I still got the Blackhawks. Yeah, Blackhawks so, just swept my Minnesota Wild here. And I, I never would have anticipated that, like a sweep. No way. Yeah, thanks to the whole. Patrick Kane show. Oof, yeah, he's he's a beast. That guy's a one-night show. He's got seven Ridiculous. goals in the postseason. That, that's amazing, you know? Uh, that's a lot. You know? Yeah. It's a lot of games. a lot of goals. But, yeah, that guy's, a, that guy's sick. That guy's sick. He's a pretty good month. No way. NHL would be eight, one, And, uh, you know, baseball is getting second month. You know, football, you know, we got, you know, Mini camp, so it's, you know. Yeah, just not a whole lot going on. I mean, waiting for pretty much NBA finals, NHL finals. You know, going to get halfway, uh, you know. So but one man, left. one man dominated the news this week, Mr. Brady. Mr. Tommy Terrific. Yeah, so the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So the punishment came down. Uh, Len Milburn was right. He called four games. Yeah. yeah I was texting him, actually, a couple of days ago. We were talking through text, and I'm like, wow, you called it. He was like, he put LOL. He, I'm, I'm like, you hit the nail right on the head. You said four games, and <laughs> that's what it was. You know, the four games isn't bad, though. I mean, I mean he's, you know, they, they did the appeal today. So obviously, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but four games isn't bad considering they only play one divisional opponent in that in those first. Yeah, they games. play at Buffalo. You know, he misses the Pittsburgh game, Buffalo, so, Jacksonville, and I forget the other game he misses. Um, Dallas, Dallas. Yeah. And, um, so, wow. I mean, if the four games are upheld, I mean, they could be looking at like you know one and three. I don't think they're Yeah. Gonna, I don't at think least one and coming, three. Yeah, I mean they they got a good chance against Jacksonville, obviously. I think they lose oh, yeah. to Dallas. Probably lose to Dallas without without Brady. Uh Buffalo, I don't know, I think. I think they lose that game. I think Buffalo will be fired up. Rex Ryan. Yeah, I mean uh, no one's happy in Buffalo. You know, they're gonna be fired up for that game. No one is happier than Rex Ryan about this punishment. Yeah. <laughs> They could win that first game against Pittsburgh because, you know, Pittsburgh doesn't have uh, Le'Veon Bell. And um, on top of that, uh, it's it's 
the first game of the year, you know, they'll be doing the championship rings and all that. Uh, New England might be up for that first game. It's a Thursday night game. Uh, yeah, I don't, I think I don't going see them. Two and two. I don't see them beating Pittsburgh. Not without Brady. I just, I don't. I, I heard now they might sign a veteran. I was reading if this suspension is upheld and he gets four games, I heard they might try to sign a veteran quarterback, but I don't even know what's out there right now because, I mean. Well, who's, Michael who's Vick is an option. Oh, yeah. Michael Vick is an option. He came out saying he wants to wants to play for another three years and he can be a starter, but obviously that's not going to happen. Yeah, he's delusional. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could they could happen. lure uh, they could lure Kyle Orton out of retirement. <laughs> He's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, could. they could. They got. Oh, they I could mean, just call Garoppolo. Garoppolo is not that. I mean, he was what third round draft pick last year, fourth round draft pick. When... Yeah, I I mean, what he got a he got what like something like I don't know twenty five pass attempts in, in his career so far in his one season. So not much experience at all. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he learned something on the bench by watching Brady. You would hope, right? I mean, if you're not Let's learning Josh, anything, Josh McDaniels is a good offensive mind, the coordinator. Well, some some scouts had Garoppolo as a as, as a pretty. A lot of the scouts were saying that Garoppolo is comparable to the Jameis Winston's and, and the Marcus Mariota. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, if you're, if you're if you're comparing him to those guys, then you're looking at technically a first rounder, but you know that didn't happen. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what what do you think about Garoppolo? I mean, do you think he can? It's really not much to say, really, because he just you, you didn't really see anything from him. No, I mean, I mean, he put good in the preseason, but that don't count. That's against guys that are bagging groceries the following week, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think he's got upside. I just don't know if he's ready to play yet. But maybe for a four-game span, uh, if he can keep the chip afloat, you know. Well, I don't uh, think they really have a choice. Yeah, yeah I mean, you can I just, a second quarterback, but I don't know how much is that going to. I mean, like I said, if there's guys that are around right now that haven't been signed yet, there's a reason for that <laughs> that they haven't been signed yet. Right, and there's no. It, it wouldn't make any sense to bring a veteran in to learn a playbook and the whole offense. Just unless you can bring him in, in, in like a backup role for Garoppolo, right. you know, in case he goes down, right. and then that's maybe what they're thinking. Um, and I think, I think no matter what Brady's, I know he's appealing. I heard a rumor he could it could get cut down to two games. I, I was reading online. Even even so. Garoppolo is going to be starting at least the start of the season. I can't see Brady getting the whole four games wiped out. Right. Uh, I think he's going to get yeah. some kind. Of, even if it's two games, it's Garoppolo is going to be quarterback for a couple of games. I, I'd be shocked if he if Brady appeals and they and they wipe away all four games. I would be I'd be shocked. I, I don't think that's going to happen because that'd make the league look like you know like basically they're bowing down to the Patriots and Tom Brady if the league. You know. Well, I mean, if, I understand if they went through the whole. I mean, they're going through the appeal process and then. From from everything that they're planning to do, I mean they're they're looking to go to the federal court system. You know, oh, they're, wow. they're looking to go the whole nine. You know, especially with their you know with the lawyer that that Brady has now, the Kessler guy. I mean he he's worked with a lot of the NFL's uh, ex players or former players and players that are still in the league. 
I mean, he's gone through a lot of different litigations in terms of the NFL in general. So he kind of scary because the guy has has a lot of you know credibility. You know, he's won a lot of cases. You know, he got the Dre Rice thing overturned. You know, same with Adrian Peterson. Um, but it'll be interesting. Uh, let's get to the punishment, though. So four-game suspension, obviously. Uh, <laughs> a million-dollar fine, which is NFL history. Yeah. I mean, which is nothing. I mean, it's like a slap on the wrist to Robert Just Kraft. what I read. And I read Bob Cousins you know? for $4.5 billion that I, I read. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's like a dollar to me and you. His million-dollar fine. <laughs> That's just that's insane. That's a piggy bank, a million dollars. Well, I mean, that's just insane. Four and a half billion dollars. Oh. I mean, well, that's where it's not fair. Ooh, he's he's not a 25-year-old girlfriend. That explains a lot. He was dating some 25-year-old model a couple of years ago after his wife passed away, Bob Kraft. Yeah, that well, explains. I'm sure. Well, you know, it's like the whole Anna Nicole Smith, you know? Yeah. I mean, let's just be real about it. And he's not exactly hiding it, you know. <laughs> the guy has nothing, you know. He's got no shame. I mean, how one million, you? He must, he, he must have chuckled when they said one million dollars. That's like, yeah, that's like us pulling like a ten dollar bill out of our wallet. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Anyway, the one million dollars, but the huge impact will be the the first round pick that they lose for next. Draft, and then as well as the fourth round for the Those following year. That's big. First, first round first, draft. Even like a yeah. fourth rounder is big. You know, there's some good players that come out of the fourth round sometimes. Yeah, Patriots love that fourth round pick. They better. That's they big. usually do better in their third and fourth picks than their first and second pick. You know, you know what's funny? Everybody all week I hear about, oh, Brady's getting four games, four games. But to me, losing the first and fourth is worse than Brady getting four games. Those are yeah. draft picks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, especially a first-round pick. I mean, granted, they usually end up picking towards the bottom half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but still, you know, I mean, they got a huge pick this past draft with the Browns with that last pick. Oh, well, anything can happen. What do you, I mean, what do you think about this punishment? you think it was pretty fair? Oh, yeah. I mean, are you on yeah, board with it? Yeah, no, I... It's obvious he cheated. I mean, we know there was some, you know, the whole Wells report, I don't know how true. It seemed like Wells, the guy, Wells that did the report, he he seemed like he don't, uh, he's not a big uh, uh, Brady fan. or He seemed, the way he talked and stuff, it seemed like he was, like, wanting to put punishment down on the Patriots. But it was earned. I mean, this team, we don't know if they're the only team doing it. Who knows? I mean, we don't know if there's yeah, other teams that bend the rules, but they got caught. And, you know, it's a, you know you're know you ruining the integrity of the game by cheating. So, yeah, the four games, I predicted he was going to get four myself. I, I, I know they were saying maybe a year. I didn't think it was going to be that harsh, you know. But yeah. then, then you're at the Patriots fans saying right now, well, Ray Royce got two games at first, remember? And, right. And, you know, anyway, Patriots fans are going to stick up for their team. I understand that. Brady's right. a god. And all, but the suspension was it was it was definitely deserving. Uh, there's no doubt yeah. about it. You you ruin the integrity of the game. I mean, they didn't take away their championship, which is good. But I'll tell you one thing: with 
Brady being out four games, which is not a lot, but it's still a quarter of the season. You think about it. Right. We're not talking about baseball. We're talking about right. a 16-game schedule. This is this is a chance now if the Patriots do start off one and three or two and two. This is a chance for like Buffalo or Miami or the Jets, teams that got better this offseason with free agency and draft picks to, to step up to the plate. Because this is a chance where you can actually get a good start and, and put the pressure on the Patriots till Brady comes back and maybe the throne the uh, – the uh, New England Patriots who have won the AFC East Championship think, how many times. <laughs> you think the Patriots can still win the division without Brady for the first four games? Yeah, I, I still think so, even with the four games. Depending, I mean, unless somebody like I mean, Buffalo or Miami or the Jets come out of the gate and start off 4-0 and and the Patriots start off 1-3, and then I would say the pressure's on a little bit, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously the first few weeks will will theater how everything goes and then as well as, well, yeah, and, and we don't know. I mean, we know Buffalo, Miami, and Jets, they all got better in this offseason. I mean, and hands like, down. You know, like you say, though, they look good on paper, but who knows how it's going to equal to the field. Right. I mean, we don't know that. Right. Yeah, and that's that's the big question mark. But at the same time, let's say they go one and three at best. That means, what, they can go... 13, 13 wins at best, that's, you know, yeah. winning out for the season, which is extremely tough to do. Um, you know, and, and who knows how this Patriots team is going to play because they, they lost a lot of key players. They lost their core defensive yeah. players, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's not the same team that just won the Super Bowl. It's a completely revamped team, technically. Right. And who so, knows? Who knows when Brady comes back? How out of sync they're going to be? I mean, it's going to—you think he's going to come out the first game on Sunday night against the Colts, his first game back, and he's going to light them up? I mean, there's going to be some gelling, even though he's played with these guys before. There's still that process where he's not going to have the first four games. He's going to have a little rust, um, and it's a tough schedule. They're going to play Indy, Denver, you know. Uh, yep. They're going to play the a- NFC East, which is you know Philly, Dallas before Brady comes back. Um, the Giants yep. usually give the Patriots a pretty good fight. I mean, it's 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 a tough schedule. It's gonna be this is gonna be hard this year. This is gonna be the Patriots are gonna be put to the test if the suspension is upheld. Uh, but like I said, the other teams now's your chance to step up to the plate. I mean, the AFC East now is the doors opened for the division title. And I just, I mean, in terms of how how the other teams look on paper, man, they look really good. All, four, all three teams besides the Patriots are going to be competitive, I believe. Even the Jets, who, what, they win four games last year, three games? Yeah, I mean, and, better, but the biggest you know? issue is always, you know, the quarterback. I mean, that's the biggest problem for, for both of those teams. I mean, except Miami, they still have Tannehill, you know, who's mm-hmm. played pretty solid last year. But with Buffalo, I mean, obviously Matt Castle yep. is there. The Jets, I who knows what's going to happen. I mean, as good as that team is, you know, I mean, let's say Todd Bowles gets that, you know, that defense just jacked up, but is it going to be, is he going to be able to win the games like he did with Cardinals, you know, with that awesome defense that he had? I mean, same kind of scenario, you know, once Carson Palmer got hurt last year. It's really a similar path. I'm curious. I mean, there's a rumor. They got Fitzpatrick. They got um the Jets. They got they still have Geno, Geno Smith. But I'm curious to say, they're saying Bryce Teddy, you know, the guy they just drafted. Yeah, 
could possibly win that job. I was reading a story in Pro Football Talk that scouts are saying that. Don't count him out. You know, he's a later pick. I mean, he, the kid could play in college. He was a great college quarterback. He could steal the quarterback's job. I don't know. I don't think it would be right away. I, I, Fitzpatrick will definitely be the quarterback, I think, on opening day. But they're saying Bryce Petty could. Yeah, given know. his health. Yeah, given yeah. Fitzpatrick's health. I mean, if he's healthy, I would assume that he would get the start. I just can't see Geno Smith. I mean, he's already been in the league for years now. And that's the biggest issue. But, yeah, I mean, Bryce Petty, yeah, no doubt that the Jets actually got a good pick with him for how, how far he dropped in that draft. You know, he's, I think he's projected like a second rounder. And, and nobody took a shot at him. So, I mean, both of them. I'll say one thing though, that game New England played was it against Buffalo, that's what is that week two at Buffalo? Yeah, something I think something like that, yeah. Rex Ryan's gonna wanna beat them down to the ground without Brady. That that's gonna be they're gonna go be going for the beat down in that game. Because you know how Rex Ryan has that animosity towards Belichick. He's gonna wanna put lights yeah. out on him in that game. Oh, oh hands down, because no, like I said earlier, no one is happier than Rex Ryan about this punishment that the that the Patriots and Brady got. And I'm sure no one more than Rex Ryan is was wanting to keep this punishment upheld. You know? Imagine imagine the ratings for that game when if the suspension is upheld, if he doesn't get enough, if he doesn't win his appeal and he has to serve the four games, the game he comes back will be October, I believe, eighteenth. It's a Sunday night football game. Against the Colts. Yep. Imagine the ratings for that game. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to be just pure redemption. I can't imagine considering Colts are the one are the, are the litigators for this whole Deflate Gate scandal. Imagine when he steps out of the huddle his first time out there, the Boo Birds, how loud it's going to be in Indy because of the hate towards Brady and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be, Patriots are going to need extra security in that, that day for that game. <laughs> well, there's just, the problem is there's just no hard, conclusive evidence that was actually written out in the report. That's 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 the biggest issue I have with the whole Ted Wells report. It's just all probable cause. You right. Know? I mean, they're saying that he was aware, but how aware? I think the biggest, in my opinion, a big issue will be why if Brady didn't have anything to do with it, why he didn't give up his all the cell phone text and, and all that aspect. That's you know, why he, you know, that's that's my biggest issue. Like why wouldn't you just comply? If you were so innocent, you know, and, and you know, and you knew your name was gonna be you wanted to keep your name clean, like why wouldn't you just give that up if you hadn't if you had no issue with it? Because I would, I, I I think everybody would give it up if they were accused of something and, and you were innocent, wouldn't you? Yeah, if you got nothing to hide, why? Yeah, it's like same thing with Aaron Hernandez when he was accused. Why did he smash his phone and hand in a broken phone? I mean, right, <laughs> right. That's right there. I mean, <laughs> if you're, if like you're if completely he, innocent, I agree with you. Why have something to hide? Hand in your phone freely, you know? Yeah, because then that would take any speculation out. Like you were, you did the due diligence of of the whole process. You didn't hide anything. You were completely compliant in, in everything that they wanted in the investigation. I just don't understand why he didn't do that. Like that just that just to me seems like he knew. 
something. Do you think when he now he we already know he's going to appeal? Do you think the rumor has it it could be cut to two? Do you see it being cut in half to two games, or do you think the do you think it will be upheld and he serves four games? I mean, what do you think is going to go down with this appeal? I'm hoping it stays at four. I'm everybody, everybody does. It. Unless you're a Patriot fan, everybody does. <laughs> yeah, and then it's so stupid because if you weren't a Patriots fan, you know, you would feel the same way about the rest of us, just as we do. Like, you're a cheater. I'm sorry. It's so easy to point the finger, you know, especially when you when you got when you're the face, one of the faces of the NFL and of the entire league, technically, right? I mean, Tom Brady is. Oh yeah, one of the you know he, he he's one of the poster boys, technically, and and you're working you know and you're playing for for the Patriots organization who's one of the poster teams of the NFL, but I, I'm hoping it gets upheld. I could, I think it could go fifty fifty. I mean really, I it could definitely go either way. So I I am not quite sure. It depends on how far they're willing to push it to. I mean, if they really get into the court system and, and want the judge to decide on this, mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that's going to be a huge issue as well. And it's going to take a lot of time, too. You know, you, I mean, they might not Dallas, have a... Yeah, go ahead. You think go ahead. Dallas, uh, with Dallas, everyone always said the Dallas Cowboys were the most hated team in the NFL for so many years, for the past 30 years. Do you think now the Patriots have now passed the Cowboys as the most oh, hated yeah. team in the oh, NFL? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I agree with oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Cowboys, it's, it's like, you know, because the Cowboys are have not been winning. You know what I mean? They're not mm-hmm. dominating. I mean, they had a they had a great season last year, but considering that they've been pretty much just an average team, and and you know, even though they are considered America's team, I don't. They haven't won a Super Bowl since ninety ninety six, January ninety six. Right, right. It's just there's no more. There's not much more to hate. On the Cowboys, you know, it's it it is what it is. The Cowboys are what it is. I mean, it's almost like they're they're changing the they're changing their aspect. Like a lot more people are almost rooting for the Cowboys now, you know. Because I actually right like now, the Cowboys. I actually like the Cowboys more most better than than any of the teams in the in the NFC East. Let's put it that way. Well, now with the uh, Patriots, you got Belichick, Brady, the the winning, the Super Bowls. I mean, yeah, I, I truly believe they've become like we said last week, the Yankees of the NFL. You know, hey, four Super Bowls. You know, it's uh, four Super Bowls in what fourteen years? It's, yeah, two thousand one was the first year they. You know, thirteen, fourteen years. Yeah. So that's uh. Yeah, that's a dynasty right there. And they easily could have won six. <laughs> they went to two. I mean, they lost two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can, if they would have won those two, wow, that would have been sick. That, that six is, Super Bowls in 14 years, that's pretty, that would have been incredible. <laughs> that's outrageous. You know, you don't even hear about that. I mean. Especially in this day and age with free agency and the NFL salary cap and, you know, it, yeah, and it's just harder how competitive, now. how competitive the league is. But that's why they get all the, you know, that's why they get the headlines, you know, like Spygate, Deflategate. I just find it funny 
I find it funny, though, that Belichick, I mean, and I believe it had nothing to do with this. It's funny because you would think, you know, Belichick with the whole spy gate and, and all, you know, <laughs> you'd think he'd have something involved and he was not involved in this. It's been proven. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense, though. Just yeah. Just really, I mean, he, I'm pretty sure he has nothing to do with the ball. I mean, he I'm not sure he doesn't even touch the ball before the no, game. No, it's a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, he, he just like, Tom, you do what you have to do. I, I, you know, it's it's in your hands, basically. But, you know. I don't know funny you don't thing was, like... Uh, you don't think the Super Bowl tainted, though. Like, I don't think it's tainted, though. I really don't. Because they still were able to run the ball down Indy's throw. I mean, they brought it in that age. I, don't think, I, I still don't think it's a tainted Super Bowl. I don't think it's... I don't think it had... I mean, they just... You know, Colts got outplayed in that game, regardless of the ball. You know what I mean? They just got outplayed, hands down. You know, it didn't matter what they what they were doing. I mean, they were running it, they were throwing the ball, however right. they pleased. It's just, were they cheating all the way up through that game? Is is the question, right? Right. That's what we don't know. Like that's yeah. that's what we don't know, and. And it's crazy because as soon as all this stuff comes out, then you got players coming out, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, I saw Carlos Danzig. You know, oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, Carlos Danzig, he has exactly. Like, he's, he's completely saying that the Patriots cheated when they played back in, like, 2008 or something. Yeah. He said with it's the... It's uh, like... Yeah. And then A.J. Okay. Feely came out, the ex-quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Tom Brady. Yeah, he said Tom Brady was using illegal balls. Uh, that always I mean, happens. Yeah, it's like why? Well, they know they couldn't make a huge issue, and I mean, but it's just funny how how the players want to come out years after <laughs> once something big comes out, and then they're like, you yeah, see that yeah, all the time. It's like when Tiger Woods, when his wife, um, you know, got caught. Every woman came out of the woodwork, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that was different. You know, what yeah, I mean? like. Speaking of Tiger. It because it was, yeah, it was Tiger Woods. And so it's like, if you're the woman, you're almost praising that you got to sleep with Tiger. You know what I mean? That was, Tiger's was at it like again. <laughs> it was like, Did you see yeah. the story this week? Tiger still can't keep it in his pants. The reason why Lindsay, well, what's her name? Lindsay Vaughn, the skier, dumped him was because he cheated on her. You didn't hear about that? Oh, no, I didn't hear about that. No. Yeah, I read I it the other day. Attention. They broke up a couple of days ago. And the rumor had it was at first they broke up because of their schedules. You know, she's skiing, he's, a, you know, playing golf. And right. uh, I guess the rumor came out he slept with a woman in San Diego back in February. And well, Lindsay found out about it and dumped him. So Tiger said it again. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's, like I said, it, it was, for the women, it was like a praise for them to sleep with Tiger kind of a thing. That's why they all wanted to come out, it seemed like, you know. It wasn't like trying to hurt his image. It was trying to improve their image. Like they got to sleep with Tiger. But I don't get it though. Kind of he was thing. married to like a supermodel, and he cheated on her with all these like women that were not even as as hot as her. And then he and then he cheated on Lindsay Vaughn, beautiful woman too. I mean, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I think if he would have just if he if he would have had the image of of just being a playboy. I think people would have embraced it, not hated him for it, you know? Cause do, what Derek, do what Derek Jeter does. You know what he did? Karen, anytime he brought a girl home, he would, uh, the next morning he would give them a free ride in his limo anywhere they wanted to go, and he gave them a fruit basket. 
that was the. <laughs> yeah, like no lie, that's true. Well, it's a true story. I mean, it's, yeah. Well, the thing is, it's just you should embrace it. You shouldn't have acted like he was this all-American, you know, uh, believe in, 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 you know, the marriage and the sanction of the unity, you know, you know, because that's how he was perceived. Like, he just didn't, he was like like a perfect role model, a perfect human being, and just a dominant player in the, in the game. But I, I you know. I think I Tiger Woods was a nerd in high school. This is one of my thoughts. I could be wrong. I think Tiger Woods might have been, like, kind of nerdy in high school. And he didn't get a lot of girls until he, you know, until he became this elite golfer and you know making all this money and you know. And then his his it inner. Was, it happens. Yeah, I could see that happening too. Yeah, yeah. He's got attention, the and then you know he's got women all over him now because you know he's, I mean, it's Tiger Woods. You know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, he's, he's human. You know, that's typical yeah, yeah, human you, logic. Like you throw a, you throw a dog a bone, he's gonna go grab grab it, right? Know, Same thing. It's a, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a late bloomer. All right. It's a bad analogy, but it's true, boy. Yeah, well, the thing is, I don't know why he just he, he pretended like his, he had the perfect life. Yeah, that the reason was, why she swung a golf, a golf club at his wind, windshield or something, you know, that it's somehow. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, and that was just his demise because ever since then, he just he hasn't been the same. No, he'll he'll never catch Jack Nicholas. I don't think it's. I don't no. think it's ever going to happen. Not at this no. stage. No. No. Nope. He he looked like he was on his way. I have to say, I think Rory McIlroy has a better chance at this point being young and starting to win down the road catching Jack Nicholas. Oh uh, man, it, we we all thought. I mean, I hate staying off the topic, but um, how do we get we here? All, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all thought Tiger was the one that was going to get there. You know, right. in terms of hitting Nicholas's record, but it's a huge track record to hit. You know, like, I mean, Tiger was getting close until his whole, you know, that whole whatever misfit media thing that happened. I mean, you know, getting caught with his wife. But I don't know. I don't know if Rory Rory could get to Tiger's status, but that even that. Is extremely tough. There's, there's three records in sports that are, that are, I think are going to be impossible to break. I think the Jack Nicholas one, if they don't, if Tiger doesn't break it, um, the the what was it Joe DiMaggio 56 game hitting streak in baseball, which yeah, no that one, one is never. Yeah, and then and then the third one I can guarantee you no one will break is Cal Ripken's consecutive games. What was it like 3,000 or something? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's just outrageous. Yeah, those three streaks, I think, are going to be tough to break. Yeah, or, I mean, even Brett Favre's yep. streak for the NFL, you know, that's yeah, that's a long streak in terms of how physical the game is. Well, then even Will Chamberlain scoring 100 points in the game. I mean, I know Kobe came close about nine years ago when he scored like 80-something. What, he scored like 81 points? But yeah. Will Chamberlain scored 100. Yeah, I mean, there's some that probably will never be broken. Right. I just, I mean, I can't even imagine scoring 100 points in a basketball game. That's like, crazy. how do you, how, how do you even get there? How do you even get to that point? You think if you're a coach, maybe at you're that scoring. Point, that I mean, that's like every possession you're scoring yourself. Who was coaching back then? The guy that you most of don't you think he'd want to like double team them after he's like obviously 90 points and 8 points? <laughs> 
Yeah, I I mean that's just that's just outrageous. That's it's crazy. But uh, anyway, getting back to the NFL here. Uh well, what do you think about that? You you think it'll be upheld or you think it's gonna be decreased? I uh, I'm gonna say upheld. I I'm gonna say he he gets the full four games. Maybe I mean could they when they upheld it, can they can they can they keep him with the four games and and like say if they say if they say okay, we're gonna like make him keep the four game suspension, but we'll take make sure they get the draft picks back. Can they do that, or is it gonna be all upheld? I mean, can you know, I I don't I I mean obviously you know everything could be I think everything could be overturned. I mean it's it's possible it's still on the table to be overturned. Because um, the draft picks, I don't know if I'd give the draft picks. Maybe maybe if I'm like if you can. And he appealed it. I'd give Brady the four games because I think he did cheat. But what about maybe giving the Patriots back the draft picks? Because it was mostly Brady that was behind this. It wasn't the whole team, you know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But, yeah, but you don't just you don't do that. I don't. I don't think that'll be possible. No, I think it's upheld. I think I think there'd be too much backlash if if, if it that's, goes to the court. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. There's way too much backlash considering yeah. like. Considering pretty much out anywhere outside the whole Boston area or the New England area, I mean everyone is loves this punishment. Just about even even NFL players in the game believe that they should get this punishment. You know, so I I mean I believe they should keep, keep this punishment. I think they should just do it because. And then this is the thing with Goodell. He's so, I mean, he's lucky he didn't actually get the punishment out. He 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 delegated this punishment so that he kind of copped out. You know, I think he was scared to to, to hand it out himself just because of of what people will perceive of him again. Right. You know. So now that he didn't hand out the punishment, he delegated it to someone else. Well, if it does get overturned. Well, you can say it's not technically Goodell's fault. And I, mean, I think that, that was. Commissioner gets off scot free. But I don't know. What do you? What? What's your personal opinion on Tom Brady after all this? I still think he. I mean, he's still a great quarterback. I, I think I've lost a little bit of respect for him because uh, he's too great of a quarterback to have to cheat. You know, look what he's done in his career. I mean, guy's done everything. And yeah, why? Why? Cheat, you know, you don't have to. You're you at fifty percent is better than most quarterbacks at a hundred. You know, you're an elite player. You're a Hall of Famer first ballot. You've won multiple Super Bowls, MVPs, records. I mean, you've done everything in the game. Why? I mean, I don't understand what the whole point of it was. Even going into that game against Indy, even I don't care how many what the balls are deflated or inflated. They're a better team than Indy. He didn't need to cheat to beat Indy. You know, I just don't understand it. And but. I, as affecting his Hall of Fame, it's not going to affect him. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, people are going to have their their notions about him and all that, you know, uh, like we do like a lot of athletes that have cheated, you know. Um, but I did lose a little respect, I guess, say. You know, he's still ruining the integrity of the game, you know. Uh, I, I never really had anything bad against Tom Brady. Uh, I thought you know, what he did coming in as a, what, sixth-round draft pick, what he accomplished in his career is remarkable. But 
this, like I said, it, it does, you know, it is a black eye. It really is for the New England Patriots. And I hate to say that because I know a lot of Patriot fans in New England. And I try to be very, you know, realistic. I'm just like, you know, I, I'm not a Patriot hater. I'm really not, you know. Um, but this is, it's just, I don't care if you play for the Patriots or the Packers or the Broncos or whatever. It, it's still cheating. And, and it just, you know, makes you just, you know, makes you just wonder how long it's been going on. I mean, it, did it happen all season and all that? But I, I still think it didn't taint their championship. But we'll see what how he's perce- we'll see how he's perceived. I don't know. I think it's, he's de- he's definitely gonna it's gonna he's gonna stick with this. This is gonna stick with him the rest of his career. There's no doubt. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is the last time they won a Super Bowl, well, it, it technically got tainted because of the Spygate. And now that since they've won one since that last time, now it's tainted again. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like they had to, basically it's like cheating to win the Super Bowl. It's an asterisk. You know? It's definitely like, asterisk, you know? I'm not saying that they did, but that's that's how it looks to the outside. It's an asterisk. Especially. Like, like Barry Bonds breaking a home run record. He might be the home run champ, but there's an asterisk next to that. Right. Right, and it's just it's just funny because the last time they won, they went through Spygate. Yep. Now that they finally won again, well, there's a whole another scandal. So it's uh, you know history repeating itself, kind of a thing, <laughs> which is yeah, pretty funny. No, it, it really is. You know, Patriot fans will stick up for their team, and I understand that. I mean, okay, it's your team, and Brady can't do no wrong, but. I mean, the fact of the facts, I mean, these two guys went in the locker room, I mean, what, bathroom or whatever. And, yeah. I mean, there's no way two, like we said, lower-level employees. Are gonna take well, how about, the, how about the text messages that those two, that the locker yeah. room guys were, were exchanging? One was to be called a deflator. Yeah, he called him, yeah, he called himself a deflator. I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's just ridiculous. My friend, who's, he said a fantasy football team this year could be called a deflator. That's so funny. I mean, you you nicked your name, you nicknamed yourself the Deflator. You know, it's it's just ridiculous. And then he's saying Deflator was a whole weight loss issue. Like, come on, really? That that's the reason? That's the excuse you're giving? I mean, that. And Brady wants us to believe that these two guys, low level guys, are going to take footballs into the bathroom and deflate them just because they want to do it. Right before right. the AFC title, before the AFC title game. Right. I mean, come right. on. It's come on. <laughs> sure. I I get it. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, why? Because based on I mean the Texas, yeah, I mean the Texas based on them like they were so proud that they had. It seemed like they're so proud to be the deflator that they had a hand in in cheating. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I see it. I don't. It's not like two guys are just gonna rant and rave and text each other about losing weight. Like, oh, did they get I'm fired? They, they technically they're on they're suspended without pay. Yeah, yeah. So basically fired because I can't see them working again, even if this were to. I can predict what's gonna happen. They're gonna get fired and they're gonna write a book and make millions of dollars. <laughs> Or, oh yeah, I mean, or this no. What has what's going to happen is they get paid under the table to keep their mouth shut about it. Yep. I I mean I could definitely see that happening. 
you know, just, you know, basically get a handsome compensation, you know, probably like lifetime, uh, you know, tickets to the game, you know, some perks in there with with a good amount of money, like cash. Well, and they're going to... I think you can pay those guys off 50 grand each to shut them off. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he would pay the world to make sure that they don't come out about it. Wouldn't you? I mean, how bad would you look? Because if oh, they gotcha. actually just testified and said, yes, we deflated the football, yeah, I mean, could you imagine the repercussion if they actually did that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd just be horrible for the, and I mean, know, for that whole organization. Then, then all the Super Bowls would be tainted, you know, complete asterisk. I mean, there's no doubt about that if they, if they were to actually they, testify. They could make money on this. Well, you know, people want to write books, like you said. You know, they could make money on this. Thing. So anyway, I think the Patriots will hush them up. I think they will. Yeah, I mean, it's basically blackmail, you know, at this point. I mean, these guys could black If they really had a hand in it and, and you know, Brady, it was Brady under Brady's orders to have him deflate the ball, I mean, you could pretty much blackmail Robert Kraft or even Tom Brady about it, right? I can, I can see the name of the book. The Deflator, the true story of the 2015 Patriots. Yeah. It'll be like two pages long because it'll just say we deflated the footballs under Tom Brady's orders. That's basically it. I mean, you could, or they'll probably say, yeah, we were doing it all season long. You know. Uh, I'm so, I'm sorry, you're cutting out, PJ. To get in the bathroom to, to, to deflate the ball. Didn't he have to use the excuse to get to go to the bathroom or something? So he could get in yeah, the bathroom, or yeah. I heard. Yeah, that's what they were saying, that he had to go to the bathroom. But the the, the kick is that there's no he actual He deflated those too. He did, like, what? All those balls in, like, two minutes? Yeah, so then, well, and, and like I said, the, the kicker is that there is no urinal in that bathroom. That's what they were saying. So... I don't understand why you had to... And cameras got them on tape. Right. Right. These guys weren't too bright, is what I see. Well, they didn't think it was going to be an issue. Yeah. You know, I guess that's kind of a big thing. It's funny how the Indy GM, though, was it Ryan Grigson or whatever, he knew, he he notified the rest before the game, so... I heard. The GM of the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. So how did he know that, too? He's, I guess some of the Colts players were saying in, in their Sunday night meeting back in Indy, remember when the New England beat Indy handily on Sunday night football, uh, what, in the middle of the season that they were suspecting something. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I don't know. But, you know, New England did go on that. After that, after that spanking they had by Kansas City on Monday night football, didn't they win, like, something like 10 in a row? They went on a long winning streak. Yeah, they did. They that did makes you that. wonder. <laughs> Cause it, yeah, because they were struggling the first, oh, you know, like two well, the first four games or so. Because yeah. I remember it, it. I mean, fantasy football, everybody was ready to give up on Tom Brady, like going into like week five or week six, and then and then he just turned it around. So, yeah, you wonder. Yeah. 
that does make you wonder. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of hearsay though at this moment. You know, nothing conclusive. But um, down to the last part of our our segment here, DJ. Let's just do our let's do our own power rankings. All right. So we'll do a, kind of a early early season power rankings. Um, let's start with well, we'll do the top ten. How about top ten? Okay. All right. Top ten. Um, you want to start from the top or the bottom? Uh, we'll start from the we'll start with number one. All right. I'm gonna go number, number one. The runners up. I'm gonna go Seattle. I think adding Jimmy Graham to that team is gonna make a big difference offensively. Give the Russell Wilson a huge target in that red zone when they needed that last play of the Super Bowl. Uh, I I definitely think Seattle kept a lot of their players. They did lose some players, as we know. They uh, lost some of their secondary, but they still got Michael Bennett, who I heard wants to be traded. Now he thinks he doesn't want to be traded. He'll be in uniform next year. Um, They still got a lot of key components of that defense with Sherman and Earl Thomas, all those guys. Uh, I I think Seattle is definitely number one in my eyes. They kept Marshawn Lynch, too, which I didn't think was going to be possible at one time. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Seattle, number one. I hate to say it too, but I'm going Seattle. So it just makes me prefer because I can't stand Seattle, but they're still good. It just drives me nuts. Um, and like you said, Jimmy Graham, the whole Jimmy Graham thing just adds so much more. It just adds a whole new dimension for that offense and Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson gets better. I think Marshawn Lynch gets better just because Jimmy Graham. Um, if their offense gets better, their defense gets better just because. Mm-hmm. You know, when they play with the lead, I mean, that's that's just unfair for that defense, you know. I mean, when you can take shots, you know, take more risks, take more blitz, I mean, it, all around Jimmy Graham just made that team better, hands down. I mean, it's, there's nothing else to say about it. Obviously, Russell Wilson is obviously going to be with hope. Russell Wilson utilizes Jimmy Graham as well as Drew Brees has in the past. Uh, but a huge red zone target, like you said, uh, that's that was pretty much one of their biggest missing pieces on that offense the past couple of years. Pretty much having no go-to go-to receiver of any type, really. So, uh, yeah, we got him. Take him at number one too. Error. As much as I hate doing that. All right, number two. Number two, I'll go. I'm I, with the number two team I got. I'm going with Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm thinking the NFC. Yeah, I'm going Packers too. Yeah, I mean Green Bay, pretty much the same team as last year. They even had the chance to beat Seattle in the playoffs, but completely choked. I don't know how. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I loved it though. We loved it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we liked it. It's just, I, I don't, I don't understand how they lost that game. It was just crazy. But in terms of that team, I mean, everything's still intact. You still got your offensive weapons, Rogers. You know, Jordan Nelson is there. They re-signed Randall Cobb. They got the, you know, 
the upcoming second-year player, Devontae Adams, as his number three wide out, who, who pretty much uh, came alive towards, towards the end of the season. Um, then you have Eddie Lacy, who's just getting better every year. You know, I mean, a pure three-down back. You run the ball, you can catch the ball. Um, so in terms of offense, I mean, they got better on defense. They got the, they got what, you know, they, they got the first-round pick, the cornerback, Randall, I think. So they solidified even a need at that position. So all around, they got a little bit better. They pretty much kept everything intact that they had. So I mean, you've got the NFL MVP right there in, in, in Rodgers. I mean, I don't know what else to say. They're, they're the team to beat. I will say so, this. If, if Seattle didn't get Graham, I would put Green Bay number one. The reason why Seattle's number one in my eyes is Graham. But if Seattle didn't get Graham, I would have put Green Bay number one. But I guess that's number two. Also, yeah, I mean it's more like one A, one B kind of a thing, right? At this moment, you know. So, the Green Bay, yeah, I got them number two. Number three, with the uncertainty of New England, because we don't know what's what, depending. This is going if if Brady doesn't get the appeal and he and the, the four, four games are withheld. I mean, you know, if he has to serve them. I'm going to go Indy number three. I think they were close last year. They, each year, they keep taking a step. Luck's rookie year, they made the playoffs. They lost in the first round. His second year, they get to the second round. They lose. Last year, the AFC title game, the next step is maybe the Super Bowl. They added um, uh, Andre Johnson to that team. They added uh, what? Trenton Gore they added on that team. Did they add uh, Frank Gore? They got Frank Gore. Yep, Frank Gore. Yep. They, uh, um, they drafted Philip Dorsett in the first round. Yeah, so they added yep, even more wideouts. Wideouts. I gotta go, Indy. I think Luck's ready to take that next step to be among the elite with the Aaron Rodgers. You know that that top echelon. Uh, I think this is Indy's year, especially with New England. If if New England gets off to a slow start, maybe Indy can start off like four and zero. You know, try to get that home field advantage where New England for one, for once would have to go to to Lucas Oil you know, to play the Colts. Because the last two years, New England has played Indy in the playoffs. It's been at Foxborough, and Luck has played bad. Maybe if they can get New England in their own building in the playoffs, it'll be a different story. So I think this is Indy's year. Get a hot start, get home field. I'm going to go Indy number three in in the power rankings early. Uh, I don't have Indy at number three. I still have Broncos. I got the Broncos at number three. Um, I know they got a new coach, obviously, uh, with Gary Kubiak. Um, but in terms of, I mean, it, it, obviously it's going to be based on Peyton Manning and his health, I mean, if he can play or not. Um, but if he can play, I think I think it's a good, I think Gary Kubiak can make that system fit with Bronco, with, with Peyton Manning there. I mean, they got it. They already had a great running game towards the end of that second half of the season last year. Even though they lost Decker, Welker in the previous years, I mean they got they still have Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, they got Cody Lanimer, the the younger guy there. Um, even though they lost Julius Thomas, which was a huge red zone threat, but uh, in terms of that offense, I don't see much changing. I think the whole play action uh, with Gary Kubiak's offense would would kind of be dangerous with Peyton Manning at the helm. Um, and then that one that don't cut running game that they got. So, but 
not just the offense. I think the defense got even better now, especially with the DN Shane Ray that they drafted in the first round. I mean, that guy could be just a monster. You pair him alongside with Von Miller, Demarcus Ware. I mean, that pass rush is going to get nasty, I think, this year, which, you know, they were already they were probably in the top five in terms of pressure last season, so and that just boosts them up even more. So I think that I think the, the defense got a lot better this year. Um, so I guess I'm still winning. You don't think Julius Thomas is going to hurt losing him on offense? You don't think that's going to hurt them at all? I'm sorry, say that again? Oh, them losing Julius Thomas to the Jacksonville, you don't think you think that's gonna I hurt them it, at all? I mean, yeah, I think it hurts them, but in terms of is Julius Thomas that big of a playmaker, or was it a product of Peyton Manning throwing him the ball at the same time? Right, that's what we so, saw Eric Decker when Decker was the Broncos. Right, and and Peyton had no problem throwing the ball to Daniel Sanders, you know. Um. But, I mean, they still have, I think they still got Owen Daniels there. I mean, he's a solid tight end. Uh, and he's very familiar with Gary Kubiak's offense, so I don't think that's going to be in too big of an issue, I mean, as long as he stays healthy. so Because, I mean, we've seen Peyton Manning do wonders with the no-name guys, right? You, you know, think I he mean, can stay healthy, though. I mean, he was hurt at the end of last year, and it did struggle. He, he did struggle mightily, especially in that playoff game I against think the uh, Colts. I, I like the whole Kubiak offensive scheme for Peyton Manning. I do. I think it'll ease off the pressure uh, for him a lot because, I mean, let, let, just how dangerous Peyton Manning is in general, you know, of his play, but when you're putting a pure play-action aspect into that game, I mean, that's just ridiculous, you know. That, that gets nasty, especially with that running Team that they got, and then you got C.J. Anderson, who's just a bruiser, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I'm taking Broncos. I got Broncos. Well, while we're talking about the Broncos, that's my number four. I'm sticking within the AFC. I'm walking. Oh. I've got Denver four. Mine getting third. Denver four. So, but yeah, I mean, top three, because yeah. I'm going number four now, and I got Indy at four. So, yeah, so we're pretty much flip-flopping there. Indy, I like what they did. I just, I didn't understand the whole Philip Dorsett pick uh, just because I thought they were pretty stocked up at wide receiver position. I thought they could have definitely uh, beefed up their O-line a little bit more. Uh, But in terms of, I mean, Andrew Luck, I mean, that guy is a stud. You know, playoffs every season of his career so far. Uh, He's progressing in the playoffs every year. Um, so I think I think he just gets better and better, and then you're throwing in, you know, Andre Johnson. I mean, that guy, that guy can still play. And he's one of the best wideouts in the game. I mean, on a per game basis, it's hard to touch him. Um, and then you add Frank Gore, like you said. I like Frank Gore. I think he's going to add a pretty solid running game, assuming he stays healthy. Considering that running game was just abysmal with, you know, Trent Richardson at the helm. I mean, you had Ahmad Bradshaw was doing fine, but he got hurt. Uh, so. Do you think Andre Johnson has anything left in the tank? I'm sorry, say that again. Do you think Andre Johnson has anything left in the tank? I think Andre Johnson adds a good element to that offense. Yeah. Um, I do. I, I like Andre Johnson. I think he, he's 
been one of the best wideouts in the game for the past decade. You know, and considering that he's been one of the best with the with the quarterbacks that he's had at the helm, I mean, you got Andrew Luck. I mean, I don't even know how much better it gets for him. Like he could, if he's could, if he can stay healthy. I mean, obviously he's probably lost a step, you know, just because of age and and injuries. But if he can stay healthy. I think he can put up another, you know, pretty pretty good year with Andrew Luck at the helm. You know, because Andrew Luck loves to throw the ball, and that guy loves to chuck the ball. So, and I think it makes Andrew Luck a little bit better. You know. Uh, but that's just me. So I guess we have time for one. Maybe we'll do top five tonight, and then we'll do six through ten next week. Since we're yeah, late. yeah, top five. Number five, I'm going to go, even though they're going to be better for 14. Right, you have to say that again. Uh, I'm going to do it with Patriots number five. I still, I know they lost players. They lost Revis. They lost Browner. You know, they're two starting corners. They, they lost uh, Will Park. They lost some key components to that defense. And then you lose Tom Brady and the suspension is upheld for four games, but still the New England Patriots. It's still Bill Belichick. It's a winning organization. They they have the formula to win. They know what to do. They know when to turn it on. They're definitely in the top five in my eyes. They're the defending champion. And who knows when Brady comes back, he might he might want to they might want to run rush it over over the league again. You know, for all teams. You know when Belichick and Brady are bad, they turn it on, it gets scary. Uh, I'm going to go New England number five right now. Only, it'd probably be higher if Brady was playing the whole season, but with him missing four games, and even if they have a slow start, I still like them number five. Um, they were in my top five, but I'm dropping them out of the top five, especially with this whole news and the four-game suspension and all that. Uh, after losing Terrell Revis, Brandon Browner, you lost to Wilfork. I mean, you lose Shane Vereen, you know, no Stephen Ridley. Kyle Harrington, they just released, right? Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I think they lost too many pieces for that team to be a pure competitor. I mean, they well, they can always compete, but for them to do what they did again, I, that's just a lot of holes. That, that they haven't really completely filled. But they still got Gronk, though. Yeah, Gronk. I get that. And that guy is a game changer alone. But but the four games, especially if that's upheld, I mean, this is pending. So at the moment with the pending issues that's going on, I don't. I dropped them out of my top five. And my fifth is going to the Dallas Cowboys. I got the Cowboys. I thought they played phenomenal last year. Okay. I mean, pretty much, you know, they went 8-0 on the road. Uh, nothing has really changed besides the fact that DeMarco Murray is gone. I mean, Marco Murray, yes, it's, it's a big hole technically, but they have the same offensive line, and if Leo Collins, you know, the guy that they just signed, undrafted, you know, rookie, if he can actually produce like he's projected to, considering he was a first-round pick, I think, I think that 
that just improves the, the running lane. And I think Darren McFadden, yeah, I mean, one of the best, in, I mean, the best in the league probably at this moment. I don't see anyone having trouble, having too much trouble running through that line, I mean, behind that nine. So I think they're still going to do the same things. I mean, you got Des Bryant there, Jason Whitman's, you know, a year older. He's getting, you know, past his prime, but he's still solid. Uh, he catches a lot of passes. I mean, he's pretty much Tony Romo's clutch guy when he has to. Um, I, I think all the pieces are there. They got a little bit better on defense as well. So, I got the Cowboys. Like Connecticut, the cornerback I like. You got his name with the kid from Connecticut that's got in the first round. He's good. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Byron? Yeah. Byron Jones or something. I think. So, uh, yeah, I, I, they got better on defense. Their offense is, they got a little bit better with the offensive line, technically. Um, it'll be interesting to see who actually becomes the lead back for that team. But, I mean, Joseph Randall, he was the back of Murray, you know. Yeah, McFadden is there. We all know what he is. Uh, Joseph Randall, though, I mean, that guy averaged six yards a carry in relief of DeMarco Murray whenever he got a chance. So, as long as he's not stealing underwear out of malls, where you know, in good hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what an idiot. But, I mean, on it's the like, field. You know, it's like, dude, you can't buy underwear. You're making, what, at least a couple million dollars. You can't spend 10 bucks on underwear? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I just don't <laughs> understand those things, you know. Well, the same thing, Jameis Winston stealing crap. Like, you know, I mean, I know it was college, but seriously. And the worst part was he he made a joke about it when he got drafted. Oh, that was that was very deep. You know, that's almost like saying, "Yeah, you actually stole crab legs." Oh, you yeah. know, that's... like you you try to get away stealing crab legs. But uh, I don't know. That is what it is. But that's our top five for our power ranking, and that'll bring us to the top of the hour, which is the end of our show. So just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Remember, you listen to the Gridiron Top coming at you live from NGSC Sports. Check us out on our webpage at ngscsports.com as well as our Facebook page and Twitter handle. My co-host, Simon, CJ, last words for the night, man. I just want to say congratulations to, uh, they they announced yesterday in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Ring of Honor, uh, Doug Williams and Mike Allstott. I was a big Mike Allstott fan. Even though I was a Bears fan, I always loved Allstott. I loved the way he played the game. Uh, the way he just barreled his way in. I mean, he was like an old school, like John Riggins type running back, you know, slash fullback. He was like the speed of a running back built like a fullback, you know, like hybrid type running back fullback. And really was fun to watch, especially when I moved here. I got to see a lot of them that Super Bowl year. And, and Doug Williams, you know, first uh, African-American quarterback to, to win the Super Bowl, uh, is getting his due with the Buccaneers, getting in the ring of honor. Congrats to those two guys. Uh, they definitely earned it. Definitely congratulations. And one more congratulations to Odell Beckham Jr. for getting to be on the Madden cover yep. for 2016. Yep. So uh, that's that's always a, you know, that's a, that's, that's an honor. To that be could be a Madden. chance too, though. It could be. Yeah, I mean, he's the youngest player to do it, considering he did it after only 12 games, you know. He's a great actor, though. So he is. He he really, that catch he made last year on, what was it, Sunday Night Football was just – the greatest catch I've ever seen in my life. Well, the guy just, he, he's an athletic freak. I mean, he really is. 
I mean, he doesn't look like the biggest or the strongest, but he's a freak. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's got all-around physical talent. So congratulations to all those guys. And, uh, again, thanks for tuning in, and uh, catch you next week. <laughs>